Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Heyo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox postgame show. Presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Welcome into Studio B of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago after an 8-7 win by your Chicago White Sox. The Sox improved to 32-33 and on the year, defeating the Toronto Blue Jays in nine innings, surprisingly. Uh, eight to seven. I'm Sean Anderson, the host of the CHGO White Sox podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. We will have Vinny Duber joining us from Guaranteed Rate Field. Uh, once he's done talking with the people in the locker room, Tony LaRussa, probably Lance Lynn, among others. So we'll have Vinny joining us uh, a little bit later on in the episode. You can follow, find his work at allchgo.com. He just posted a new article because there's some news, Herb. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention to the White Sox, Tim Anderson's back. Oh, it's so great. And the shirt says it all. Stick talk. Four hard hit balls today. And Stephen Nicholas and I always do our scouting report on Tim Anderson. And we're like, did the pitchers get it? <laughs> the op- opposing pitchers apparently don't get it. And neither do the defensive coaches on the other team. He hits the ball right field, guys, a lot. And they're not playing over there. And then uh, Barrios wanted to throw a ball on the outside corner to Tim Anderson. It's like, just just throw the ball to the right fielder and just tell Tim to walk the first because that would have been better for you, Barrios. Because, I mean, <laughs> do they not read this scouting report? They must not. Keep on not reading it. Uh, get some of that from Gausman. Get some of that from Mr. What's his name? Uh, Stripling. Mm-hmm. Get some of that all day long. Yeah, and with the corresponding move is Yohan Moncada to the IL, which is, you know, disheartening. Uh, so you have some greatness in Tim Anderson hitting, I think, uh, you know, 393 OBP, uh, 500 slugging percentage. I said he's the best hitter on the team. You're contending it's somebody else. We'll get to that conversation yep. uh, in a little bit. I got but, KPWs in the house. Uh, I got KPW in the house showing his face after the loss. Thank you That's for good. being uh, respectful, Connor. It's, it's, it's very big of you, very brave of you to show up uh, after your team got uh, th- their ass handed to them. But uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's eight to seven. They came back. He was happy about the Biggio, the Kevin Biggio, no doubter. His first of the year, Kevin Biggio. Also, we had a first of the year for the White Sox. We'll get to that a little later. But my my yeah, favorite was when you said, uh, what's a Kevin Biggio? I, I didn't know what a Kevin <laughs> Biggio was until that happened. Uh, yeah, Herb called it Slugfest, eight to seven. I uh, think we, we, we thought it was a little it. bit high. Yeah, I thought I said ten to nine, yeah. uh, but and you said like eleven to nine. So uh, we expected a, a high scoring game today. Uh, but the big thing, uh, you know, Tim Anderson coming back, and, and like you said, it feels like nobody reads his scouting report. But Yohan Moncada going to the IL, uh, that's big. And we saw Jake Berger make another error at third base today. We Before did. we get too much into this game and the game action, uh, Yohan Moncada. Heading to the IL, I know we talked about it in pregame here, but what does it mean for the Sox? And we'll get a little bit of an update from uh, Vinny once he joins us from the G-rate, but what's your take on Moncada being on the IL? As I said in the pregame, 
it's a thing where even probably before this, you can't really depend on your Mankata when he does come back. You are always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Him and Aloy Jimenez have been getting hurt a lot. And this is, I think, his third trip to the IL this year for Yohan Mankata. Very disheartening, very sad, because I know the player in there is a really good player. And without all these injuries and nagging injuries, he can be his best self. But what can you do when you get a hamstring pull? A little bit tag, uh, tugging at your hamstring when you hit the base. I don't, I'm not saying he is necessarily causing these injuries, but something has to change with him and Aloy where they're getting back into the string of things. He was starting to hit well, five-hit game in Detroit, first game in, uh, away. Where was it at? Uh, what were we just in? Det- no, Detroit, uh, and then we went the, to uh, Houston. Houston. Yeah, Thank first you. game in Houston. He's out, gone. And it's very disheartening because I have said on the show, he's a top first, five third baseman when he's healthy. He's proven me very wrong because he can never stay healthy. The best ability is availability, and he doesn't have it right now. So when he does come back, I'm just waiting for the other shooter drop. And that's a sad thing for me to say. But reality, that's, re- that's what happens with Yohan Mankata right now. He cannot stay healthy and stay on the field. They need him and Yasmani Grandal to be as healthy as they can be. So for this team to go forward, my hope is that it wasn't too serious. Uh, it felt like they were going to try to test it out. They went through batting practice today, made the move very late uh, in the day. I think about two hours before the game started. So they were hoping they wouldn't have to put Mankata the IL. Hopefully, uh, it's just a 10-day injury for him, and that's retroactive to the 18th. So I think the earliest he could return uh, is the 28th. So hopefully, it's a it's an early return for Mankata, so we don't have to deal with uh, his absence for too long. And it's not like he's re-aggravating the oblique. Nope. Um, it is, you know, hamstring. And we know the, uh, the the history the White Sox have with hamstring injuries and, and running to first base. Uh, that's ugly. But hopefully the injury won't be uh, too ugly uh, for Yohan Moncada. But we got one hell of a game today on the south side. And let's start with Lance Lynn. He looks back uh, 99 pitches against the offense in the pregame, which we told you has been the second best since May 31st. The second best offense since May 31st here. Uh, Lance Lynn absolutely, I wouldn't say was dominant, but he looked hell of a lot better uh, than he did in Detroit. Uh, Lance Lynn felt like uh, the third Cy Young finisher last year in 2021. That's what he looked like tonight. Yeah, and we talked about it a little bit in pregame. He ran into some problems early in the game and then bared down and got a lot of hitters out. He was looking like himself. Of course, once he strikes you out, he's going to talk to you. Maybe not directly, but he's going to say some words. Some MFU. He was MFing the umpire for missing a call before. I think it was in the third inning. And then he finally struck out the guy. He pretty much like, yeah, <laughs> MF this and you ain't nothing. And, you know, all that stuff. I like it. I like the agitated Lance. That's the best way that I think he he pitches is where he's kind of off. And he's just kind of pissed off at everything. The batter, the umpire, maybe even the catcher behind the plate. We saw a late. In that sixth inning where he gave up a, uh, a, a hit initially and then he struck out Vladimir Guerrero Jr. It was no doubt about it. Everybody saw it. We saw it here in the West Loop studios of uh, CHGO. I was like, strike three? Cool. Throw down a second. Make, make sure we get a strike him out, throw him out. And then I think it's Edwin Mescoso, the back uh, the uh, home plate catch uh, umpire, did not call strike three. It was clear as day. 
almost middle-middle. It was up in the box. It did not miss it. And Lance, for his part, I did, I'm shocked that he didn't get thrown out of that mm-hmm. game right that time because he would have been well within his rights to get thrown out because you're not calling strike three on a team like the Blue Jays, who had just came back yesterday versus the Yankees down 8-3 to three to win that game. And they, you know, mounted a comeback in this one. And that was the start of that comeback right there where the umpire misses the pitch. I have no idea who is the umpire today. But I think I, it's Edwin Moscoso. I don't think it's Edwin Moscoso. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's, it's not him. I hate uh, Edwin Moscoso. I'm going to look lo- it up. Love you dearly. I'm pretty sure it's, that was not the umpire today. Why do you hate You home, think I'm just making up guys' names? I, I don't think so, because you're usually pretty damn good with umps, which it was Ramon DeJesus. Same thing. Uh, Edwin Moscoso was at second base, sir. He was still in the so, game. So I'm going to give you credit, Edwin Moscoso. I got to give you credit for knowing who even the second base ump was. Oh, Ramon DeJesus. Uh, Lance Barrett, Doug Eddings, uh, th- those guys. Are, are classics. They were at first and third base tonight. Uh, but yeah, DeJesus didn't have a great night. That that one K to Lance or to Guerrero, I mean, that was right down the middle. Uh, I was surprised, just like you were, uh, that they didn't get tossed out of that game. And that should have been his second strikeout of, of Vlad Guerrero. It's not like he was going up against some bumps today. Uh, I mean, Lance Lynn looked phenomenal. It looked like everything was there. Uh, it didn't really feel like you know, last game, it was frustrating where there was a lot of weak contact left and right. It really didn't feel like he was being beat by those, you know, lucky hits that Detroit was getting. When the Blue Jays got hit off Lance Lynn, they weren't cheap. And for the most part, it was just Lance making a mistake. And that's what the Blue Jays took advantage of. But outside of that, uh, Lance was fairly perfect. Yeah, his cutter sometimes would just be hanging and they would get a piece of it. But for the most part, his cutter was filthy and people in the Blue Jays and the, were sl- swinging either outside the zone or below the zone because the Lance was on one tonight. It's good to see him back. I wouldn't expect him this early him to be back. And I know it's what, four earned runs mm-hmm. because of that uh, inning, but three, three. OK, he took one way. Would like six innings, and I think the missed call by Ramon De Jesus kind of cost him that inning. He would have probably been a little bit better and not thrown the pitch that he threw to Teoscar Hernandez that uh, got off the wall, and then that was the end of his night. He should have been backing up the catcher there too, but that's frustration. I think he would have got to his six innings and gave us the quality start that he was looking for. And the part two that really burned him was in the bo- uh, top of the second inning. Jake Berger has a ball hit right at him, and he tries to backhand it again. And in the sixth time now, for the sixth time, in 32 games at oh. third base, Jake Berger has made an error, and the next batter, Ryan Maltapia, hit a home run. So uh, that, that really shouldn't have been an earned run right there because he should have gotten Hernandez out at first. It was an easy, fairly routine play for Berger, and he ends up hurting his uh, his pitcher there. I mean, it was a one nothing game after the first inning. T.A. got an- on. Andrew Vaughn drove him in. We're probably going to say that a hundred more times uh, for the rest of this year. Uh, and then, you know, you just hurt your pitcher right there, not making a routine play. And again, Jake Berger not getting in front of balls to field them is driving me absolutely mad. I don't know if they work on this with him because it's always and usually mm-hmm. him backhanding a ball that he flubs on that one. He just got to get in front of the ball, cradle it. He has enough arm to get the job done. <sighs> just frustrating because we're going to be without Yohan Moncada for at least the next seven games. So you need to field your position. Airs breathe life into an offense like that. The Toronto Blue Jays offense, you saw immediately one of their hitters what, in the middle to bottom of their lineup, Romel Tapia, who's doing well this year, mm-hmm. just crushed that pitch off of uh, Lance Lynn. 
they make you pay for it immediately. So, yes, we need him to get up to standards. Not maybe not Yoan Mankata, but make every routine play. You make an error on a throw, I'm not liking it, but catch every ball that's in front of you. Keep every ball in front of you and then make the throw. It's just not there with Jake Berger. And that's the thing. He has athleticism. He's an above-average runner. He can move his feet a little bit. I think it's just either not necessarily laziness. It's just sticking with the same things that he probably did at Missouri State that got people out. It's the pros. They hit a little harder, and the backspin's a little different. So get in front of the ball. Yeah, right. You'll have more control, too. And it's just it bounces, takes the wrong bounce. And those seconds of you catching up to the ball is going to let Teoscar Hernandez be safe at first. Um, it's it's a game of inches here. Uh, that's that's what we hear, folks. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Lance Lynn, for the most part, through four, four innings, looked fantastic. Let's look at his pitch mix and see how he got it done today. Uh, Lance Lynn got 31% whiff rate uh, today on his pitches. They were swinging and missing a ton uh, at Lance Lynn's stuff. 29% called strike plus whiff rates. The MLB average is around 27. So very good today from Lance Lynn. He was typical Lance Lynn featuring his sinker, featuring his fastball, fin- featuring his cutter. Um, all, I mean, really all the stuff was very good. The fun thing too, uh, this is from GD uh, on Twitter. Uh, I think I forget what the hell his handle is at this point. Uh, but he said uh, after the first inning, the first two strikeouts he got were on his curveball he had two strikeouts in the first inning on his curveball last year Lance Lynn had five strikeouts on his curveball so the whole season yeah just the whole season so the weirdness of baseball uh Lance Lynn had the curveball working uh, in the first inning so uh Lance Lynn overall if that's what you're going to get from him from here to the end of the year and that was something that Vinny Duber said uh, on this show before Lance Lynn last year ran out of gas if he's not running out of gas this year he's able to take this all the way to October um I'm excited I mean I know Dylan has been iffy in his last couple outings. I know Giolito has been bad in his last couple outings, but this is what the White Sox needed to see. Um, It might not have been perfect for Lance Lynn, five runs, but uh, he did look there, and he looked pissed off, and I love his energy. It's it's great to see he's so energetic, and and, you know, just like you say, MFing guys as they walk back to the dugout. Can I ask you, do you think that they build off of his energy, like the White Sox build off of his energy, what he brings to the table because they know he's going to be a fiery competitor. So maybe they think I got to match that because I know Lance is going to talk to me if I don't. Like he talked to Joe McEwing last weekend in Detroit. It's like, hey, if I dog it out here, Lance going to have a word of three with me. Yeah, well, I mean, that was like uh, they read Lance's lips in the dugout, and he was all pissed off at himself for not, you know, making the pitches he needed to make, and he wasn't upset at the defense or whatever. Like I I think that Lance's energy, it's probably – Infectious, but it's just tough to see because we don't get so many dugout shots of him actually talking to these guys. I don't know if it's like a silent thing, and we can ask Vinny Duber this: like, is it a silence thing where you know he's just kind of radiating that energy on the mound and in the dugout, and guys pick up on that? But also, it's like TA's returning, uh, so was it TA or is it just Andrew Vaughn being God's greatest gift as a hitter? I mean, <laughs> it's 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 really tough to see where it's coming from, but I de- it definitely definitely doesn't hurt. Uh, you know, I mean, when you can rely on that guy to give you five strong innings and then you just go to Reynaldo Lopez, uh, Kendall Graveman, and Joe Kelly. I mean, that's the ideal outing. So I think at least having consistency and having a strong outing definitely uh, boosts the morale of this White Sox team. Let's go into our 
little spiel here because we got Vinny Duber joining us uh, from Guaranteed Rate Field. The best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you get two or three bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email PointsBet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. PointsBet's your home for live and play betting, and it just got even better. If you see an edge in the game you're watching, if your favorite team is primed for a comeback, don't just watch the game. Bet along with the live. There's more live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash-outs with PointsBet. You can follow along with your bets the moments they hit and stay in the live action all game long. You can download the PointsBet app right now, and again, use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. And our next partner is our good friends over at Owen. I have to tell you about Owen, which stands for only what you need. Uh, I would be thrilled right now if someone brought me an ice cold Owen. I prefer the chocolate Owen, but they have great flavors like chocolate, vanilla, salted caramel. I know strawberry bananas, a big fan, uh, a big flavor uh, of the people here at CHGO. Myself. Owen is 100% plate uh, based plant break. Ah, Owen is 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do. All of their products are free of artificial ingredients. They're allergen-friendly. There's no gluten or dairy in these products, and they're easily digestible. I love chugging them. Uh, they're, they're, they're really great. Uh, they're really great cold as well. I don't have AC in my actual bedroom, so you know what? Drinking an Owen, ice cold, it's, it's a nice way to cool down uh, on this move. day. What's that? You need to move. I am moving. So there yeah, you that go. Works. Um, and if I first heard about Owen from Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Field, who follows a plant-based diet. Owen and Chicago have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. That's L-I-V-E-O-Y-N.com with code CHGO20. You can get 20% off your first order. Again, liveowen.com. That's O-Y-N or O. W-Y-N. I don't know how to spell that. L-I-V-E-O-W-Y-N.com. Join Owen. me and Justin Fields and try Owen. Only what you need. Justin Fields can actually read. All right. Let's go to Vinny. <laughs> Hi, Vinny. Can you read? I can. I, would, I, have, I could recommend some uh, Sesame Street episodes for you, Sean, to get you kind of up to speed on, uh, on, on spelling. It's always those W's and Y's. It's like the, the last half of the alphabet that I really need yeah. my work on. You can follow Vinny Duber on Twitter, at Vinny Duber. He's the CHGO White Sox beat writer. Vinny, I was reading, I, I, it was, I struggled, clearly, uh, reading through your article today, but it's good times and bad times uh, uh, for the White Sox as Yohan Moncada goes to the IL to Tim Anderson comes up. Uh, let's talk about the article that you just posted to allchgo.com. Let's start with the pregame. You talked to Rick Hahn. What do you have to say, and what do you have to say about Yohan Moncada's injury? Yeah, uh, he didn't really have much to say at the time. Obviously, uh, they waited till kind of the last minute to uh, decide to put Yohan Moncada on the injured list. Uh, kind of wanted him to go through all the pregame work uh, to really kind of evaluate where he was at. And in the end, it turned out they didn't really want him to, uh, you know, kind of risk hurting himself more or, you know, not being able to play 100%. And so 
he went ahead and went on the IL. I think they were trying to avoid it based on, you know, kind of the offensive success that he was having last week, specifically in that one game in Detroit where he had the five hits. Uh, you know, a guy who has struggled to do much of anything at the plate all season long. You don't want to interrupt it if, if things start going well. You want to let him get back to normal. In the end, probably wasn't able to do that from a physical standpoint. So, Yoan uh, Moncada goes on the injured list. And, you know, as we've been saying for a few weeks now, it seems like every time there's good injury news, there's bad injury news to kind of balance it right out. And, you know, I, it, it struck me kind of at one point, it's almost like every time somebody comes off the IL, it's it's a trade, right? It's not even, <laughs> it's not even, you know, it's not even like, oh no, bad luck happened three days later. It was like, nope, just this, in this exact moment, you need to trade Tim Anderson for Yoan Moncada because. Uh, that's that's kind of what the injury luck has been for the White Sox this year. Um, they don't, you know, they, they realize that other teams are, are dealing with this kind of thing too, but it has been a dominant storyline for this White Sox team. Uh, they're lucky now that they're starting to come out of things offensively, that they're starting to uh, put together some nights here in a row where the bats are working because, uh, you know, that the solely waiting for health, uh, it, it doesn't seem like that's going to be a, a a winning strategy in the mo at least for the moment because uh the the return to health always comes with some more caveats and in good news uh rick Hahn talked about aloy jimenez resuming his rehab stint down there in charlotte what else he had to say about the aloy jimenez He'll be back uh, tomorrow, uh, so a, 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 technically it's a new rehab uh, assignment. Uh, they ended the first one. This is a, a new one beginning, uh, basically, and, you know, it's, it's kind of uh, legalese almost uh, from a baseball transaction standpoint, but uh, he'll be DHing tomorrow for Charlotte. Uh, it, it, it remains to be seen how he's going to be able to handle that, that leg in games, and I, I'm sure they wouldn't have uh, had this layoff last as long as it did if they weren't getting him back to where he was confident that he could play in games and, and confident that he could play on that leg. Uh, we heard that it had to be a minimum of five days between rehab assignments. I think it ends up being 12, so uh, maybe a little longer than they wanted to. Obviously, this is going to extend that time that he's going to be out past the eight weeks that was the original kind of timeline for, for coming back from that injury or, or coming back from that procedure, I should say. So, um, we're going to see. It'll be interesting to see how Aloy feels playing because that really is the final piece of the puzzle right now. Of course, uh, aside from getting his timing back at the plate, but uh, the final piece of the puzzle from a health standpoint is going to be him uh, just kind of being able to deal with his leg, not feeling super normal, uh, you know, uh, all, all the time. I mean, obviously it's a, a wait and see scenario, but do uh, did Rick give any sense of confidence that Aloy will be able to finish this rehab start unlike the, the other one? I would imagine that they wouldn't be starting him on it if they, if they didn't. Uh, okay. And so I think, you know, that was, um, I want to, I, I don't want to say unexpected. I don't want to use the word unexpected because I think that they, they thought that this particular feeling in his leg was an expected part of this process. They didn't necessarily expect it to happen in this, in the timeline that they, that it happened in. Um, but, you know, obviously you don't start a rehab assignment planning to end it and then have to do another one two right. weeks later. So um, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And I think, uh, you know, obviously he would be a huge part of this lineup and, and getting it back to that kind of form that we thought it was all capable of, of reaching before the season started. Um, but he's got to be able to run with a, with a leg that doesn't feel the way he's been used to feeling it for the majority of his baseball playing life. And one of the uh, stars for tonight, I thought, was Lance Lynn. Uh, how do you feel after the game? I thought he pitched all right. And then did he talk about that last strike three to uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. that was not called by the home, home plate umpire? 
I think we found out everything we needed to know about Lance's <laughs> reaction to that or thoughts on that call for what he did on the field. Um, and I would uh, imagine White Sox Twitter will be using those images for some time. <laughs> um, but uh, he called his performance horseshit because he wow. gave him five runs in five innings. So oh, um, results, wow. results oriented. A, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and so listen, he's a leader of this team. He's a guy who has extremely high expectations for himself. It makes uh, it comes as no surprise that he would be thinking that way. Um, but yeah, I thought he, for the most part, let's put it this way, looked a lot better than he did the first time out. I thought, um, and uh, it's a prog- it's a it's a work in progress, right? I mean, this is not what what is going to happen. Uh, you know, if he starts the season on time, regular when it comes down to when it comes down to what he's going to be doing in late June, right? You'd expect it to be a lot different. But he had a huge layoff because of the injury at the beginning of the season. This is only his second start of the year. Uh, his third rehab start, he got uh, he he got just over 70 pitches. Then he went to to over 80 in the first start here of the season in the in the major leagues. Over 90 today, almost all the way to 100. So the thing that he said that stuck out to me is that you know it's not like he's feeling back to normal. It's this is the new normal now. He said he's made five starts since uh, since his surgery, and uh, he's got to figure out what uh, moving forward what his new normal is and what feels right from a physical standpoint he's going to be able to find those results eventually but he has to figure it out um, in terms of how he's going to feel and how he's going to be able to pitch uh, going with this uh, kind of new feeling kind of a same thing we just talked about with Aloy. Did he mention what feels different after the surgery because it looked great I mean it looked much better than the Detroit uh, outing and I know that he called it horseshit um, you know I, I would take five innings especially with the, the burger error uh, that added on a runner for that Tapia home run so uh, did he talk about any of the feelings that are added on post-surgery so when we talked to Rick Hahn about Aloy Jimenez's injury he basically said this is a very similar if not the same procedure that that Lance had and that Yasmani Grandal had last summer um, and basically what it is is that you know, you have a difference in your tendon behind your knee. If your job involves moving that tendon a lot, moving that knee a lot, you're going to feel different. Um, and apparently, according to, to what the White Sox were telling us, that it's it's uncomfortable, right? It's dis, it's discomfort. And uh, that's what they described it as with Aloy. And he said that both Yasmani and Lance have experienced the same discomfort. They happened to experience it earlier in their in their rehab process before they went to play games in the minor leagues um, and before they started playing games in the major leagues. Obviously, Aloy is experiencing it late in that in that process, um, but it's something that they have to deal with. It's something that they have to get used to. It's not going to be. Um, the way they used to feel all the time. And so uh, th- that discomfort is going to pop up from time to time. And I would imagine with a pitcher, uh, you know, that that's going to be the, the case. With a catcher, Yasmani Grandal, kneeling all the time, that's going to be the case. Maybe that's why you haven't seen him catching so much this season, at least as much as we thought he was going to. And Aloy Jimenez running, running down the first baseline, running in the outfield, that kind of thing. So, you know, listen, it's not basketball, it's not football, it's not hockey, but these guys use their legs. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a very very uh, different feeling that they have to get used to uh, and they have to get used to it on the fly because these games all count. And if we're doing the hockey thing, our, my second star for tonight would be Josh Harrison. Hit his first White Sox home run and made a sparkling, like three or four sparkling plays on defense today. Did he speak after the game or did somebody speak on his behalf on how good and how well he's handled 
with all these White Sox fans, and he probably is uh, shouting out this and closing his ears to that, how White Sox fans have wanted him designated for assignment for the longest time, and now he's coming through with some clutch hits. He's been pretty good in June, hasn't he? And, he has. uh, you know, I think, it, I think uh, this is kind of what the White Sox were talking about for so long, and people didn't like hearing this explanation, but you got a lot of guys who have done this before and guys who have done uh, some very extraordinary things offensively at a very high level. Josh Harrison's been to an all-star game. It's, uh, it, it's, it's a guy who has been doing this for a long time and a guy who has had success. He knows what it takes to have success in the major leagues. It just wasn't happening. But as Tim Anderson said after the game, he's been the same way every day. He's been doing it this whole time. It's just now that you're seeing the results, now that he's getting the results. And, and that's good for Josh Harrison. It's good for the White Sox. Um, I mean, I asked Rick Hahn before the game about, you know, you got Danny Mendick playing. Josh Harrison and Larry Garcia haven't been as good as you thought they were going to be. What is second base like? He said there's room for improvement, but, you know, we get to the end of the night here and Josh Harrison has a huge game. Danny Mendick is still probably going to be in the mix for, for all over the infield, uh, whether it's second base, uh, you know, giving Tim Anderson a breather here as he gets kind of used to being back from the injured list. And now you got a third baseman on the injured list in Yohan Moncada. So um, you, you went from uh, you know, a couple days ago, it being a very clear choice for fans. Every, you know, play Danny Mendick there every day. We don't want to see Josh Harrison or Larry Garcia ever again. To now, people are taking notice of what Josh Harrison's been doing the last few weeks. All of a sudden, you've got a mix there at second base that could that could work for that could work for this team. Yeah, his first home run in about 10 months. Uh, so I bet that felt good to get his monkey uh, off his back there. Uh, you know, we're talking about the bottom of the lineup here. I'm surprised Herb saying that's the second star uh, of the game uh, because the top three uh, have eight of your 13 hits. Anderson, Vaughn, and Robert. Defense counts. I know defense does count. Uh, I know uh, Rick Hahn mentioned about last year how they kind of threw together this on the fly, but it probably makes it a lot easier uh, when your top three, Anderson, Vaughn, and, and Robert go out and get you eight hits. Um, did Tony or, or any of the locker room mention or talk about the big night from those three? Yeah, I mean, TA's back and TA's being TA, right? So uh, Tony said that uh, there's there any short the pick pick who you think the best shortstop is in baseball he's not better than Tim Anderson he didn't go as far to say Word. that Tim Anderson is the best but he said that nobody is better than Tim Anderson made sure to throw in a nice little caveat there that he respects yeah. all the shortstops across baseball so don't want to uh, you know light the internet on fire there but uh <laughs> but certainly everybody has a great respect for what TA can do to this team and I think you see it right away I mean first at bat back boom single the other way mm -hmm. like it's it's automatic for this guy, and it's it's expected. And, you know, you, that's a perfect segue to Andrew Vaughn because how ho-hum is it becoming that the guy banged out four hits today? I mean, this is like – I mean, seriously, Andrew yeah. Vaughn might catch T.A. in yeah. that batting race. Uh, you know, it's a uh, – it's an amazing thing what the consistency and the dependability that Andrew Vaughn has been able to deliver in such a short time as a big leaguer. Um, you know, you really uh, have, have seen that the hype was real in terms of what the White Sox have long said about him from when, the night he was drafted all the way to, to today and then certainly in spring training last year when he was trying to make the team. Uh, 
if you've got T.A. and Andrew Vaughn doing that for the rest of the year, you are in great shape if you are the Chicago White Sox. Um, and certainly tonight, uh, they showed you what that offense is supposed to look like. They still did it without Moncada. They still did it without Aloy. They still did it without Grandal. These were the kind of nights that the White Sox had on a regular basis last year when they were missing all their big guys, but they still found ways to win and found ways to get contributions from people. You talk about Josh Harrison. He might not be, you know, the guy that everybody had pegged as an MVP in the middle of this very stacked lineup but here he is doing a great thing here for the White Sox uh, and and they're getting the contributions they need to to keep winning and and that's the difference that's going to be the difference if they can turn this thing around is getting contributions all up and down that lineup I mean hey Adam Engel had a broken bat RBI base hit tonight <laughs> and they won by one run right I mean so it's the it's the it's those kind of performances that they're going to need on a regular basis if they're going to make this year look a lot like last year while still dealing with that really bad injury news well and I love the fact that you bring up uh, Andrew Vaughn possibly catching Tim Anderson uh, since May 24th Andrew Vaughn has a batting average of 373 uh, absolutely ridiculous uh, and the other guy too uh, Luis Robert uh, a moonshot from Luis uh, I, that was one of the more impressive ones I seen uh, from Luis I don't know where that ranks for you uh, in Luis Robert moonshots but that's probably one of the best I've seen at guaranteed rate field from him yeah if memory serves he hit a couple during the no fans season that like almost went all the way back to the concourse but uh that one was very impressive tonight got out of there in a hurry uh which of course is uh you know when you can notice that when you've seen home runs when you see when you're seeing three four home runs like Mm -hmm. every day and you're just like all right yeah it's a home run right we've seen a home run but then when you look up and you go oh boy that one that one (laughs) left the yard quick it means that it really left the yard quick because yeah, we get uh, we get disillusioned with how much uh, how much talent we see from folks across the league, and when you uh, when you when something makes your eyes pop a little bit, it must be really really good. Did Tony go into why he chose eighth for Kendall Graveman and then ninth for Joe Kelly and not the opposite? He did. So Raylo was working on a little, I think, shorter rest than they wanted him to, um, but uh, certainly did a great job tonight uh, getting out of the getting out of things after uh, Lance Lynn uh, couldn't get out of the sixth inning there, uh, and then pitching a great seventh inning as well. Uh, but they didn't know if Lopez was going to have enough gas in the tank to make it to the end of the seventh inning. Graveman was the guy, given the rest that he had, that they were going to go if they needed him to straddle the seventh and the eighth. So let's say Lopez only was able to get two outs in the, in the seventh. Graveman was going to come in, pitch, get one out in the seventh, and then pitch the entire eighth inning. Kelly was not available to do that kind of thing tonight. That's the reason. Okay. And then one other question. This was from Herb, but I'm going to steal it from him. He asked me if Lance Lynn energizes this team. I wasn't really sure just because we don't see a ton of dugout shots and and what they're kind of like mid-inning, but I wasn't sure if it was Lance Lynn or if it was T.A.'s return. Uh, Any idea why this team or what the the team kind of has when Lance Lynn starts? I mean, what, what kind of energizer is Lance Lynn if he is one? Andrew Vaughn called him, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bust out the new nickname for you guys. Because you'll remember that Dallas Keuchel nicknamed Lance Lynn Tonka Truck, and that didn't really stick. Um, Andrew Vaughn referred to Lance Lynn as Papa in the uh, post game tonight <laughs> that one that one I could see maybe hanging around a bit uh, he's a leader guys I, I don't think people quite realize um, the kind of effect that he's had particularly on the pitching staff because you know pitchers and position players tend to um, you know be off in their own zones at time but uh, I, I think that he has been a uh, 
blow-you-away type leadership presence for this team ever since they got him at the, at the beginning of last season. Um, from what he's been able to do in just having conversations with every member of that pitching staff, from providing a kind of an edge, kind of a, a you know, call it whatever you want, an edge, a cockiness, a, uh, you know, a ballsiness out there on the mound, something like that. He, there's no doubt that he's a presence, right? And I think that that filters through to the whole team. I think they like that a lot. You've heard in the past about, you know, him, or you've seen in the past him, you know, pointing at John at the infielders and stuff like that. I think he really gets these guys fired up and they like watching him pitch when he, you know, does that spin move after he strikes out somebody to end the <laughs> inning and, and, and does or spins around and screams. I think that fires everybody up. Uh, and then you saw they had a long dugout shot in, in right after he came out and he's standing next to uh, Johnny Cueto and he's and he was kind of doing that thousand yard stare because he was not happy that he just gave up that that double uh, that brought in the couple of runs as soon as they cut away from that I looked back in the dugout and him and Cueto were, were talking and I, I mean I think that's what Lance Lynn does is he is a uh, sounding board in the dugout he you, you're, you're gonna catch him having conversations with guys all the time and I think his presence has been um, huge for this team obviously there's no other way of putting it but i think it's a lot of stuff that people don't see because it might be happening in a pregame bullpen session or you know sitting in the locker room or or you know in the dugout uh you know during a game when the camera's on the game action that kind of thing so uh yeah do not do not discount him as one of the most important people on this team and Vinny, uh, before i let you go that t-shirt you're wearing a lot of people have been uh complimenting you what does that say on your t-shirt uh, it is a Flying Burrito Brothers t-shirt, uh, so uh, that's a uh, late 60s, early 70s country rock band, uh, you know, kind of spun out of the birds, if you're familiar with the birds, so uh, some really good stuff there. Uh, if you want to go check those albums out, Sean, uh, uh, absolutely, uh, you know, I'm always recommending stuff to you, so I figured I'd recommend that to you as well. Oh, it sounds delicious. Uh, you know, flying yeah, right. burritos. And maybe, and maybe you go get yourself a burrito, too, while you're, while, and, you know, you enjoy it. You know, you enjoy, a burrito for all senses, we'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, and uh, birds uh, make sense, too, just because you got the Blue Jays and Orioles coming to town, too. So I think it's a perfect time to uh, get that recommendation in. It's also a perfect time to recommend to become a member at allchgo.com because you'll get access to Vinny's great writing. He just posted an article about the White Sox trying to escape the 500 zone uh, it's a horrible, horrible zone uh, to be in. And Vinny wrote about Rick Hahn's thoughts. There's some Rick Hahn quotes in there. So there's Tony LaRusso thoughts in there as well. I mean, he's got a lot of great uh, articles, stats, and, and, and tidbits in there. So make sure you go to allchgo.com, become a member, and members get a free shirt. And we got new shirts as well. So a lot of cool stuff for members at allchgo.com. And Vinny's one of them. You can follow Vinny on Twitter, at Vinny Duber. He's a CHGO White Sox scribe. Uh, we'll see you on Wednesday in the parking lot. We'll see you tomorrow, too, in the bubble. But we'll see you in Wednesday in the parking lot. Absolutely. It could be nice to have you guys down here at 35th and Shields. I always feel like I'm, you know, beaming in from, you know, another continent or something. And it's right down the street. <laughs> Can we see where Vinny works on Wednesday? Will you take <laughs> no, us up to the press? Come no. on. After Come that on. tailgate, no. Let me bug James Vegan. No, Let me that bug him. That Merck would like kick a, you that out. That sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> yes, it is. It would be a horrible idea, and Vinny might not let be back. Uh, might not be let back in to the press box if he lets us up. So uh, Vinny will keep his job uh, and won't do that on Wednesday. But we'll see him on Wednesday. Uh, go follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. Appreciate it, Vinny. All right, guys. Good night. Good night. And by the way, uh, MJ says, "Can you name one of their songs?" Yeah. I was watching on uh, Thursday. 
and he, they were asking you for a cheap trick song because uh, Vinny was wearing. I was, I was like, yeah, I want you to want me that one. I knew that one. That's all. And then you guys kept on naming songs. I was like, who was that? Yeah, I'm not. I can't really go deep into Rockford's finest, cheap right? Trick. Yeah, you know. That's what they say. What other also, Rockford band you know? Exactly. You know what? It's rock band. It's Rockford's finest and only. So, you know, cheap trick. You can keep them. They're the not only other person I know from the Rockford area is Natasha Legero, who's a comedian. That's about it. Fred Van Vliet. Who? Oh, Fred yeah. Van Vliet. I've never heard of him. What's he do? Rockford. Kidding, he's, he's Rockford's finest. Yeah. Rockford's finest basketball. He player. plays for Toronto's team, but not this Toronto team. The White Sox play tonight. James Robinson's another one. Uh, do you just know a lot for of the, Rockford uh, the Jack- information? Yeah. That, that guy's well, he's an Illinois State running back. Oh, so, I forgot. Yeah, you're Illinois, Illinois Redbird. Yeah. <laughs> right? Is that what they do? Is that Redbird no, signal? We, we <laughs> still work for, no, we oh, that's, uh, that's, that's That sounds sure like uh, that's Indiana do. Beach uh, person. The uh, crow. It's more encored in Indiana. Oh, look at this. We got a super chat from our guy, Jaxo23. Oh, we missed him, too. I, we, this happened during Vinny's. And, and then all the chats. We got so many people in the chat uh, scrolling past. Jaxo23, our guy, dropping a super chat. A $20 super chat, too. Shout out to Jaxo. He says, I like the fact that the offense is scoring more runs now than just three. And Herb was mentioned in the broadcast during the Houston series in the second game. And I thought Herb got shouted out by Jason and Sony. He did get shouted out by uh, yeah. by our, our guy, Jason Benetti. And yeah, the offense has been fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think there was a stat from Chris Kampka that we have that I can show, uh, Stephen. In the past 31 games, uh, the, White, or the White Sox have played 31 home games. Uh, this is the 31st home game from the White Sox. This season in the first 26 game one game with eight plus runs last five games four games with eight plus runs that's from the great Chris Kampka at C Kampka on Twitter from uh, uh, NBC Sports Chicago uh, so yeah I mean Jackson's dead on right here the the offense has been clicking mm-hmm. uh, but even at home uh, we kind of talked about their bad record at home but four games eight plus runs in those four out of five games it's been great to see it's good. Like I said, uh, this offense looks like it's here and it's arrived. Let's hopefully keep it here to stay for the duration of this season. It's been very frustrating to watch those games at home and on the road where they're scoring 3.5 runs a game. We know they're much better than that. Now, eight runs a game is a little much, but, you know, this team is capable of scoring about six, five, six runs a game, especially if you have those beasts up at the top of the order with Tim Anderson, Andrew Vaughn, Luis Robert, who continued his hitting streak, and not even talking about Jose Abreu, who really didn't get a hit today, but he walked again on a 3-2 count. He gets another walk. I think he only has like one or two strikeouts in all the times he's had a 3-2 strike account this year and like 22 walks in those things. That is amazing control by him, amazing eye by him. But that is so good to see. And then I even mentioned A.J. Pollock, who's been hitting the ball really hard. And a guy that you guys brought up yesterday, Jake Berger, who hits the ball hard at home too, more than he does on the road. So, yes, this team can score five, six runs a game if they are – if they – Bring their real offensive game every time. And that was, a, he, so he's Abreu now in full counts, 25 walks to two strikeouts. <laughs> That's filthy. That's filthy. Absolutely filthy. That's filthy. And uh, for a guy that didn't 
walk a lot in his career. I think his career high walk rate, it was something in the 11%. I think he's at 13 or 14% this year, which is really, really good. Well, he's at 34 walks right now. His career high came in his rookie year with 51. So he will clearly, clearly uh, surpass that one. So shout out to Jose Abreu. The only guy to not get a uh, hit in this game for the Chicago White Sox, but did end up scoring a run and ended up scoring the game winning run uh, as well with that walk. So it shows you how important walks are and it shows you how walks give you that competitive edge and Strava CBD coffee is a game changer that gives you that competitive edge and has helped thousands of people to help improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, uh, delivers delicious fresh roasted coffee, specialty coffee infused with organic broad spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you. It can help you feel alert and focused without the jitters. It can help you live your day more balanced with less anxiety, fewer aches and pains. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you in enjoy more restful sleep so you wake up feeling your best i know this for a fact i loved the samples that they sent us the strava cbd coffee samples i use the uncaffeinated uh the decaffeinated uh kind uncaffeinated uh the the non-caffeinated uh all the ways you could say decaffeinated version of the strava coffees with the 20 milligrams of cbd in it and man i slept like a baby so i just gotta recommend strava whenever i can the best part too strava is all about quality everything is small batch it's fresh and shipped straight to your door strava also offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effects of benefits. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when they use code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com. That's S-T-R-A-V-A, CraftCoffee.com. When you use code CHGO25 at checkout, discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only, one use per customer. And if you already love Strava, you could subscribe and save with the Strava coffee club with Strava you're in control save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or offices on your preferred schedule again use code CHGO25 for 20, 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com hey Sean yeah Melissa wants to know can they get someone to help burger with the D uh I think so. Uh, you know, he's, he's, got, he's really got to work on it. Uh, he's he's got to take a, a lot of long hours to, to, to help that out. I don't, what are you doing giving me that, that prompt? I don't know. I, just, I wanted you to say Reese. You can help him. I, I, oh. <laughs> Reese, had, Reese had troubles uh, with his D. Reese had legal troubles. This is a family show. Come on. Melissa. Getting us in trouble. I don't think Melissa meant it that way. Um, Melissa actually had a Could you search Melissa's name? Because I think Melissa had a comment that I wanted to go back to. Also, shout out to Save Ferris, who's saying uh, something about my legs and how perfect they are. Uh, but um, They're pretty perfect. I think there was something else. Scroll up. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, now uh, we need good outings from Cease and Giolito. Giolito has been hashtag ungood lately. You got Cease on the bump uh, on Tuesday. You got Giolito on the bump on Wednesday. I think they can sweep them. I don't think this Blue Jays team's that damn good. I mean, you got... Offensively, really damn good. But Lance Lynn just did that to them. Yeah, but they came back. You see what they did versus the Yankees and come back all the way down from 8-3 to to win that game. They don't quit. Guys like Kevin Biggio hit home runs in the ninth inning off of Joe Kelly, who I thought was good, but that fastball leaked a little bit more than he would want to, and Kevin took that deep... So, yeah, I think I'm, I wouldn't discount them. Remember, we went up to Toronto and got swept. Mm-hmm. We were outclassed up there. Now, I knew that Jose Barrios didn't have anything for the White Sox. Last time I saw him here at Guarantee Rate, they crushed him. Well, at least Gavin Sheets crushed him for a walk-off. He didn't have his 
whatever that's called. Is that a slider or curveball? It's a slurve. Labeled as a curveball. Steven wants to call it a slurve. It has movement like a slider. It, it, the main thing is... It's uh, below average for vertical drop, but it's above average for a curveball for horizontal drop. So that's why it looks like a slider. Andrew Vaughn saw that slur perfectly. And I think he tried to throw one to Luis Robert. And then Robert's like, no, this is going 113 miles per hour to kill some of his fans out there in left field. I would, that's what I was worried about. I was like, fans, watch out. Don't even <laughs> try to catch that ball unless you have a glove because it's coming. It's a rocket. And I, I too, I mean, Barrios had nothing for the Sox, like you said. I, it felt like they just knew exactly what was coming. They've seen him too much. And we just saw Kevin Gausman. Gausman's facing off against the Sox tomorrow. Uh, Ross Stripling on Wednesday. We saw what Andrew Vaughn did to Kevin Gausman. He wasn't afraid of that shit. He wasn't afraid of that off shit. And it was off a splitter, too, right? Right. And he crushed it. He tried to double up on a, a splitter, and he crushed it for Homer. And we talked about that with Jose Abreu learning within the at-bat what you're going to do to him. And Andrew Vaughn is doing that in year two. Just amazing what he's doing right now. He's going to catch Tim Anderson. I say he is the best White Sox hitter. Now, both oh, average right. and OPS, OPS say that Tim Anderson is the guy, but not for long. Not for long. My man is going to crush, and he's going to hit for average. He's going to hit for power. And you're at the end of the year, like, damn, I can't believe I ever doubted Herb saying that Andrew Vaughn was going to be oh, the best hitter. I said this on. shit in April come when on. they were platooning him with Gavin Sheets. When he was batting ninth, he's batted ninth three times this year. Batted ninth three times. That guy. Ninth. Steven, I got a, a request Unbelievable. Real quick. Could you Could you go to the, the DMs? Uh, and I, I just sent you a new graphic. But I got, I got a couple other things. I got, I'm going to have you do like 30 things right now at one time. Uh, so I appreciate go. it. Uh, so, yeah, download that. That's that's good. Uh, real quick, pull up one of the comments, and I'll address the comments. And then you can go do your other little work. Uh, scroll up a little bit to All Steven. Right. Uh, Steven mentioned that uh, we didn't have Cease or Graveman up in Toronto. And you didn't have TA. Um, so they did get swept in Toronto. But it's time to repay back uh, KPW and those damn birds. All right. So uh, I hear you. You know what? I am not here to rain on any Andrew Vaughn parade. He just went four for four, two runs, two RBIs. He's hitting 330 on the year, an OBP of 381, a slugging of 505. Do you really think he's the best hitter? If you had bottom of the ninth, bases loaded, 3-2 count, yes. you want Vaughn up there yes. instead of TA? Yes. Yes, because I know he can walk. I know he will take his walks, and I know that also he can turn that power on. I know T.A. is power, but I think Vandrew Vaughn has more natural power, natural swing that uh, doesn't take a lot of force and doesn't get himself out of these uh, uh, bats. He's learning the league, and he's learning it fast, and he's just a natural hitter. Well, yes, I I'm think he's a better hitter than T.A., and that's a great problem to have, an awesome problem to have, to have those two competing at the top of the lineup for the next three to four years Tony, top of the lineup. <laughs> Do not put Andrew Vaughn lower than third. Well, ever again. And with the way that, you know, Luis Robert hit behind Vaughn today, I don't think there's a reason to split those three up. Uh, it sounds like Anderson, Vaughn, Robert, Abreu, and Pollock. Uh, that top five seems pretty damn good to me uh, going out to the rest of the year. But let's look at just, you know, some true stuff before the season predictions. Uh, here you go. The correct prediction, no Sox fancies coming. You see the highlighted thing where I searched Andrew Vaughn. Uh, also, just don't look Ugh, at look Herbs. At yeah, Ugh. don't look at Herbs. Dallas Keiko <laughs> regains his 2020 oh, form uh, for half of the Ugh. season uh, wh <laughs> what, did, what did this little host say up. what did this dumb host say andrew vaughn 
will be the White Sox second most productive hitter in 2022. We can avoid the behind Luis Robert part. Uh, but Andrew Vaughn, I, I, I'm not surprised by this. This is not surprising at all. At all. Andrew Vaughn is electric. Andrew Vaughn was electric last year. And the reason why he stopped being electric was because they forced him to be out in right field. Like Rick Hahn said uh, to the media today, they kind of pieced together that team. Andrew Vaughn was a piece together part of that team. He wasn't really supposed to be a large part of that 2021 White Sox team. Then Aloy goes down and now he's playing right and left field. Um, he now, uh, you know, Tony's calling him above average defender. Now he's got time. He's got the ability to be a DH. He's got the health on his side. I don't think they want to put him out in right or left field anymore because they know what it can do to him. This guy is the real effing deal. You are right that he is such a pure, smart, and smooth hitter. TA, I think, is still there just because he's got that prime and athleticism, but Andrew Vaughn might catch him by the end of the year. Yeah, you said, what would you want bottom ninth bases low to 3-2 count? If we looked up the late and close stats, we remember Andrew Vaughn, yeah, right. seventh inning on when the game is within the balance, hanging in the balance, he was really good. I don't know where Timmy's at. I'm sure he's good, but I know Andrew Vaughn was really good with seventh inning late and close. So, yeah, I would have him batting in that situation. Or Jose Abreu because of all the 25 walks to two strikeouts. Yeah, well, I mean, even though... You know, uh, going to at least get on base. Even though part. in the scenario I gave you, uh, the fact that he'd you know be uh, in, in a 3-2 count with two outs, I still have a feeling Pito would ground into a double play. <laughs> you know, in a, a game-ending double play. That's just the, the, the vibe that I get from Pito. Uh, in late and close games, Andrew Vaughn hits 229, 287, this year? 398. This is career. Let's look at 2022. Yeah, this year we were looking at... Come on now, Sean. I'm, I'm so sorry. Sean out here he wasn't the, clutch the, last the year actual, oh okay all right yeah. shocker you want this year he's, he's been great you want, Tim want small sample size. you want tim anderson from this year too you don't want the, yeah. the big sample size from tim all right so andrew vaughn clutch stats in late and close games uh 31 at bats nine hits two home runs nine rbis seven k's four walks he's hitting 290 351 484, which is good for an OPS of 835. All right. So he's just Pretty nor- hitting, hitting normally. He's just a normal hitter. And I'm uh, sorry to say, Ferris, games. Dallas, Herb, love you, but that one hurts. Yes, I was wrong. They Oof. told me to pick some things that you wouldn't expect. So I picked a thing that I definitely didn't expect, and that shit didn't happen. My man. It was so terrible. I'm sorry, say Ferris. In late and close games, Tim Anderson has 22 at-bats, seven hits, one home run, Three strikeouts, two walks. He's hitting 318, 375, 455 for an OPS of 830. So they're basically the neck and neck. Yeah. Right. So I'll take TA. TA's better in, 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 in you know, the, the, the non latent close game scenarios, and they're about even in latent close game scenarios. And you could have TA out in the field, too. You can't have TA out in the field. All right. Uh, real quick, uh, I see Edgar saying send every Sox to the All Star game. This is where we now make the campaign official. Send Andrew Vaughn to the All-Star game. You can go right now, type in All-Star ballot into your little Google machine. You can go to the DH for the American League and vote Andrew Vaughn in. Herb wants to send him back to Cali. The ladies love cool Andrew. Yeah, he deserves to go to L.A. Now, there's better designated hitters in the league than him right now. Jordan Alvarez is a better designated hitter. If you call Alejandro Kirk a designated hitter, he's a better guy. 
But Andrew Vaughn deserves something as one of the best hitters in the game. He should be somewhere mentioned as an all-star, like a reserve or something in there because he's deserved to be there. His numbers will be up there by the time that we get to the Midsummer Classic. Again, uh, since May 24th, he's hitting 737. So, I mean, you know, going up against the, the, the Detroit pitching in, in July, going up against the Orioles pitching coming up, I mean, that might be near 400. KBW doesn't May. like our... Uh, LL Cool A. Because he doesn't get it. Because he's like 10 years old. He doesn't probably understand who LL Cool J is. I'm sure that most of I, our audience... I don't even get the reference of going back to Cali. I'm just following your lead. It's a good song by LL Cool J. LL Cool J, I know most of you guys out there who are watching and listening think that he's just an actor. You know, that guy who was on that show, uh, what is it, uh, CSI Miami, yeah. CSI LA. LL Cool J, back in the day, used to be a great MC. So he rapped songs called Bad... A song called Going Back to Cali, 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 Going Back to Cali. I don't think so. He was just a good, smooth-ass rapper. He was awesome. Jiggling, baby. Go ahead, baby. Mama said knock you out. Mama said knock you out. I mean, it's all there. He's awesome. Go ahead and check out my man, LL Kuchy. I have no KPW and I heard him. Oh, everyone wants to know about the graphic. Wow. They want to know who made the graphic. Why don't you tell them? I made the graphic. I'm, you made the graphic. I mean, I made the come graphic. on now. Damn good job with it, too. Come on. You know, you know I did. it one more time just so people can see. I mean, it's not that hard. I used, uh, you know, uh, what, what's it called? Uh, Kangle? Uh, yeah, Kangle. I took a, 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 PG, a PNG image of a Kangle. I put In it on top of Andrew was. Vaughn, and then I took the All-Star Game logo and put it underneath them. I made a box and then put some text on it. It wasn't too hard. Uh, but yeah. all the people with Go these LL Cool J songs. In the House is not an LL Cool J song. It's a terrible sitcom on NBC, but LL Cool J started. Um, Around the Way Girl, of course, MJ, that's a great song. Rock the Bells. Rock the Bells, yeah. I, mean, uh, I don't know any of these. I mean, these are all foreign I mean, to me. I know I, Mama, Mama said knock you I would. If you're going to listen to an LL Cool J song that you want to groove to, Around the Way Girl is a pretty great one. So I got to listen Jig- to... Jiggling Baby's pretty good. I got to listen to LL Cool J and... Booming, Booming the, System. The Flying Burrito Band on my yeah. way home. All right. Look at our guy, Lawrence is in the house saying Around the Way Girl. Also good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Melissa saying All-Star Game will be all New York. I don't know. You know... I mean, some of them deserve it. Right now, Andrew Vaughn has the same weighted runs created plus as Giancarlo Stanton, who's a DH. So, uh, you know. He's New York. I don't know. And, hey, I mean, Tim Anderson's better than any shortstop they got there. He's not better than, you know, he's not worse than Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. And what Vinny said about Tony saying that Tim is, there's not a better shortstop in the league than him. I mean, Jeremy Pena. Jeremy Pena. Oh, come on. That's a flat man. He's not that good. Jeremy Pena. No, Tim Anderson. It's definitely better and than he got like game. a 2.6 F4. Yeah, and her and, and Tim Anderson has like a 2.3 in like 20 less games. You know, there's a one, uh, there's one, there's one, count them, one shortstop that has a weighted runs created plus above 150. That's your man, Tim Anderson. Yeah. It's not Jeremy Pena. I mean, uh, they're going to get him on the airs. Yes, you said they're early. I get it. They still count against them. It's airs. Who cares? I, 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 I bet everybody you, cares. I, we were we made a show about it. Right. Yeah, okay. But care. like, I, I care. But he stopped the airs. Yes. At least so far. We're so rhyming I'm, out here. I'm not too worried. Uh, what you care, we but we stopped the airs. Look at you. And we couldn't figure out anything for MC. Andrew Vaughn. We couldn't figure out any rhymes for Andrew Vaughn. I was up on Rhyme Zone looking up rhymes that rhyme Vaughn with Vaughn. Vaughn is very hard to. It's real tough. Rhyme. On you can say, gone. Vaughn, that one's gone. That's Long Vaughn. And also, if you don't get it, going back to Cali, because he's from Cali. Cali. There you go. 
Cali, Cali, Cali. All right, I'm trying to look up and see where this guy, Jeremy Pena, is in, in outs above average. He was average. hurt. It was luck, luckily. Oh, yeah. luckily. Yeah, good he for him. He was hurt in uh, the Houston series, so we didn't have to see that some bitch. Right, yeah. Apparently, he's better than Tim old. Anderson. He's better than Tim saying. Anderson. Uh, Jeremy Pena, six outs above average. Let's there. See. KPW. Right. We'll be voting for Vaughn at the crack of dawn. Oh, there you go. That's that. Vaughn at the crack of dawn. But it's, again, I, I got, I, I had like five word slogan and steven's like oh that's too long i will sing a song if you vote for andrew vaughn there you go sing a song for vaughn but he has crazy eyes he does and they're glorious they're crazy for savings they're very pretty uh that's gonna do it for the chgo white Sox podcast shout out to andrew vaughn shout out to tim anderson shout out to lance lynn cortese shout out to matthew cortese uh shout out to uh duber as well i think those uh shout out to josh harrison for hitting his first home run uh since august 26 2021 he was a member of the oakland a's in new york and he hit a home run finally in a white Sox uniform and shout out to that those, was great to those, see those uh t-shirts we got there on the on the screen i know right. people listening on the podcast can't see them but we have a chgo Chicago Skyline shirt that is absolute on fire. You need to go to all CHGO right now. Right now. Stop doing what you're doing. Pause this right now. Stop it. All right? AllCHGO.com. Go to our merch store. Look at the CHGO t-shirt. Order one post-haste. Or just become a member of AllCHGO.com. You can get a free t-shirt. And that one you can get. Or the Southside Bias shirt, which is also on the screen. It's just what they wore today. Kind of, and instead of not capitalizing the words, because they're two words, South Side is two different words, we have done it. We've capitalized the S on South and the S on Side, and on the, underneath there is bias. It's we, real nice. We're innovators. We know where, we know where we're from. Um, we, we realize the, uh, the location uh, that we are from. Uh, KPW saying, I may purchase that South Side Bias shirt. Again, the best deal we got for you, become a member at allchgo.com. You get access to Vinny Duber's great writing. You get access to all of our great writers, whether it be for the Cubs, Bulls, Hawks, Sky, uh, all our great teams in Chicago, our soccer teams as well. You get access to those great articles. You get a free T-shirt. It could be the CHGO Skyline one, which is rem- reminiscent of a Denver shirt. Um, and, and you can get the, you get the Southside Bias one if you're a Sox fan and want to get that. We got a new Cubs shirt as well. Uh, and you get access to the CHGO Lounge, which is our CHGO Discord, where you can get to talk to CHGO personalities alike uh, and just you know shoot us a message whenever you want. So it's a great way to get a shirt, make some friends, and uh, become a member here at allchgo.com and get some great great content uh, created for you by our great writers. But uh, that's going to do it for the CHGO podcast. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Shout out to Stephen Nicholas for producing us, doing a great, fantastic job as always. Edgar saying, how about CHGO hats? Hopefully, hopefully soon. You know, hopefully we get a hat soon because I, I wear all these different hats. It'd be mm-hmm. nice to put a, our logo up top, but we're, we're still waiting. And again, you can become a member at allchgo.com. But again, for Herb, I'm Sean. Thank you to Vinny for joining us from Guaranteed Rate Field. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. That's going to do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Pre-game at 6.30, previewing Kevin Galsman versus Dylan Cease. Pre-game at 6.30. We'll join you live post-game after the final out is made. We'll talk to you then. Thank you to Fleetwood Mac for their 1979 album, Tusk. Go White Sox.